What's it take to become an information security professional in 2010? Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking today with one of our career advisors, Srinivas Makamala with New Mexico Tech. Srinivas, it's a pleasure to talk with you again. Thank you, Tom. Why don't you tell us about what you're doing these days and what your own current career priorities are? So, I'm still a research scientist with New Mexico Tech, focusing on research as a service. And uh, Tom posed a nice question, what is your career goal and what are your career goals for your team? So, we started a new company called Keynes Computational Analysis and Network Enterprise Solutions, which offers the service that's generated at the university, and then we try to essentially try to showcase the research we do and actually deliver as a service to the clients. So one of the major goals for us is we have pretty good reputation in the Southwest, and we're trying to see if we can be a national player by doing research as a service. Very good. Now, Srinivas, you're in the field, and you're also in academia, so you've got a unique perspective. Answer my question from up front. What does it take for someone to be an information security professional in 2010? Discernment, discipline, strong ethics, and hard work. I know I use too many buzzwords, but uh, I'll just explain why discernment is very important in information security. Because today we're in tough economic times. It doesn't mean that information security professionals does not have work. There's a lot of work for information security professionals to do out there, especially with Web 2.0 and semantic web, where users are allowed, pretty much everybody and anybody can upload information. In other words, the information is not verified. They can update malicious code. They can update malicious software, where innocent users can be a target. So in other words, there's a lot of work that needs to be done, especially with healthcare IT money, digitization, smart grid, smart technologies, and all that. So discernment is an important aspect because, again, you don't want to be one among everybody in the crowd talking about information technology and information security, but however, you should equip yourself to really identify and point out that's not commonly seen by other security professionals. Let's say the word I say, discipline, because discipline is very important in information security is because you need to know and you need to know and you need to draw a line. Where do I stand in terms of what am I doing at a given moment? In other words, if you are a defender, you have to make sure you're actually defending your network. In other words, you should just stop at defending. You should not perform attribution or go after an enemy just because you're really annoyed and then you want to go after them. Or when you're performing a penetration testing, you should only showcase your skills in a way that you can penetrate your network, identify the weaknesses, but not go look at the actual data. So those are simple ethical issues where you need to have discipline and ethics. And of course, hard work, you know, every field and career requires hard work, and information security is no different than that. Well, you've done a good job describing the mindset that one needs to enter the profession. What's the mindset one needs to have to really succeed? The first thing in information security is common sense, right? I mean, I know this sounds a little silly when somebody says common sense. I mean, you're telling me I don't have common sense? No, the biggest problem is if you look at 90% of the mistakes people make are... Because today, we have done a very good job on handling devices, but we haven't done a good job on handling human beings or the human perspective. Simple example, when you get an email telling that you won a million-dollar lottery, there are still about hundreds of people who would go click a link. I mean, what? why would anybody want to send you an email telling that you won $100 million? 
Or why would anybody want to give you even a dollar today? I mean, those are the simple common sense things. Now you're telling me, how can a security professional prevent it? When you see emails like that, you have a lot of filters. Great. But some of the filters don't even filter things out properly because all they're looking for blackout, blacked out IP addresses, blacked out web links. But the content itself can still, because of security weaknesses, originate from a legitimate source but have wrong content in it. As I said, this current era is about content or in a computing with words, right? Because it's all about words and perceptions. And today, if you can't handle those right, I mean, there's no way you can protect yourself. And that's where I think common sense makes a lot of sense for a lot of security professionals to understand, okay, where can I apply my common sense skills where other people are making mistakes and defend my users against those? And the other important aspect is just not common sense but situation awareness. It's very important, too. When everybody under the world is attacked from a list of IP addresses, that's, I don't want to point a country, but we know a country that keeps on attacking several Western world computers. We know that. And for a fact, we know that none of our users access those computers. So then just blacklist all those computers and make sure you don't access those at all. So these are kind of things. You need to have proper common sense and situation awareness when you're dealing with it. That's the basic quality you need to have. Once you have that, again, it comes back to, you know, see what others don't see. In other words, try to locate anomalies. Try to identify that's not commonly known. So these are the kind of problems you're going to see. And always have a behavior as a warrior and a defender as well. If you have to fight, you can. You should fight. If you have to defend, you have to fight. So in other words, you need to have split personalities because you never know which role you're taking in information security and then you should be careful and you should be equipped with all these skills. And the other important thing is don't trust every single thing and everything you see. And then the day the information security professional gets comfortable with what they see and what they trust, and that's when I think is the first step towards attacks. And you have to be really careful on what you see and what you trust. So. And what would you say is the necessary baseline education for professionals today? It certainly has evolved over the past few years. It's very important because I think, you know, a lot of people think information, I mean, it, I mean, there's a view out there that if I'm a good computer science student, I can just be an information security professional. I think I have some reservations on that because even for you to be a good computer scientist, the first basic skill is you need to understand math. I think math, mathematics is very important because all you're looking at is statistics here. What makes sense? What doesn't make sense? How do I generalize? a well-known attack or to be a well-known attack. So you need to have very strong mathematical foundations. You need to be very good at logic because, again, it requires you to write scripts. You need to understand the scripts written by others. Do they follow a proper logic or not? And you need to have good analytical skills. I mean, these are the three basic things. And beyond that, what you need to know is good problem solving. You should be able to solve problems. Information security problems are always evolving. As Tom just mentioned, as you mentioned, Tom, these problems evolve. Today's problem is not tomorrow's problem. We have seen a lot of malware attacks, baseless executable attacks, payload attacks. But today, as we go forward with Web 2.0 and Semantic Web, we are shying away from .exe files. In other words, malware is not sent as an executable file anymore. We are seeing them as script-based attacks. In other words, today's antivirus scanners will not detect script-based malicious code. So if you're still stuck to the skills of not evolving towards or adapting towards what's happening today, I mean, you're stuck. You can't detect those new attacks. 
So you need to really get into problem solving and you have to evolve. And you should have strong programming skills. And one important thing over a period of time I found within our team and other teams is you need to have very good understanding about the operating system components. In other words, you need to understand the lower level operating system components. How is an application interacting with system level components? So these are a few very important skills you need to have. And if you truly want to be an all-rounder in this mission security, you need to understand, you need to be a good programmer, you need to understand operating system levels, you need to have very strong networking skills. In other words, you need to understand what your headers mean, what is your payload mean, because 90% of the network security tools we have today are header-based. In other words, if you look at your firewalls, intrusion detection systems, I mean, logging systems, I mean, all these things truly rely on headers. Well, today we are moving away from header-based security devices or security techniques towards application-specific. Again, it's payload-based. So you're either, the first thing is before you get to the payload, you need to understand what the header means. And once you know what it is, then you get to the payload. So these are the few things you need to know. And the buzzword today is data mining. So you need to be equipped with data analytics because you have so much data that's out there you're looking at. Once, once you identify a pattern, you should be able to articulate it to your managers who are non-technical. If you go talk to them about ones and zeros, they're going to say, what are you talking about? But if you can visualize the data and if you can articulate the results and tell them this is what it is, then that makes a lot of sense and actually will buy in what you're trying to tell them and then you might get a lot of support. And that's where you make a difference for yourself in an organization. You're able to work with your peers who are technical at the same time. You're able to convey the results in a way that your management understands and they appreciate your skills at the same time they appreciate the need for the organization to invest in information security. Srinivas, you've done a good job sort of describing the mindset and the essential skills today. How do you recommend that someone keep their skills sharp when they're so busy with their work and with the, just the demands of getting by? That's, that's an interesting question, Tom, because, you know, we don't even have time to keep up with your daily jobs. But however, the most important thing in information security is if you're not adaptive and if you're not looking ahead, you're missing a point. Because till 2000s, I mean, it was all about Internet, right? Getting onto the Internet. It's all about web, Internet. Internet 1, Internet 2, you have private nets, you have all kinds of nets. But however, today we have evolved a lot. Internet is a lot more mature today. Well, it's still not a safe place to be on, but we have moved way, way above what Internet is, like Web 2.0, semantic web, and context-based reasoning. Because in other words, today when you're looking for the content, there's so much content out there, but with the different contextual meanings. So why is it important for an information security professional? It is very important because today it's all about words and perceptions, what people think. As I said, we have done a fab fabulous job on automating security devices and protecting ourselves. However, we haven't done a good job on the behavioral-based aspects, be it detection, be it defense, be it even training our users to not do open certain things. So to, to be very specific and answer your question on how do I advance your skills, one, a lot of reading get out there and practice newer skills and adapt yourself towards semantic web, web 2.0, cloud and virtualization, smart technologies. And the most important thing is, if you look at all these buzzwords, there are a lot of buzzwords, 
by the way, if you look at cloud and virtualization, I mean, I can always, I mean, this is my theory. You can quote me on that. Cloud computing is nothing but the same technologies or the same textbook with a new cover. I mean, you can say, why am I saying this? All you're trying to do is go back 60 years behind computing because early 60s, all we did was we had net-centric systems. In other words, we all used to log into mainframes or centralized locations to do computing. And over the period of time, we evolved towards distributed and grid computing, saying that, oh, we need to use the distributed power of the computing resources and we need to compute. And today, suddenly we are saying that, well, you know, it's not making sense. We can protect ourselves. Let's go back and put every single thing back in the cloud or a central location where we all can compute it. The big problem with that is when we were doing in 60s, we didn't have so many well-equipped security threats. We didn't have so much sensitive data. We didn't have so much sense digitization. However, today we have all kinds of legal implications. We have all kinds of regulations. We have all kinds of laws at federal, state, and county level even to protect the data. And with cloud and virtualization not properly secure, you don't know what you're doing. So you truly need to understand what those implications are as a security professionals. And for you to understand those things, you need to be able to understand an anatomy of an attack. In other words, if somebody were to attack my cloud, what is that I need to look for. The first important thing is, is it an automated attack? Is is this particular attack trying to target every single one on the cloud? Or are they after me? Understand underground economies. You know, what are people trying to sell in terms of information security attack tools? Best example is Zeus. If you have heard about Zeus, Zeus is a browser-based Trojan which targets all banking customers. What it does is it does automated fraudulent ACH transfers. And to date, banks lost close to $80 billion. And till to date, most of the antivirus scanners can detect it. I mean, that's an interesting thing. Now, we're talking about, okay, do they have technologies to detect it? The answer is we have limitations on the technologies to detect those. As a security professional, how do you equip yourself? The other thing is, if you understand the behavior, if you know how to reverse engineer it, and if you know how to dissect an attack, you would be able to identify the behavior and prevent it, even if your signature-based tool doesn't detect it. So in other words, the bottom line is you have to adapt yourself and you should understand underlying intercurrencies. And to relate this, the simple thing, what I was talking about, if you have good math skills, good problem solving, good programming skills, and good understanding of the OS system, you would be able to detect ZS today. And uh, so these are the kind of things you have to adapt yourself. And the interesting thing is malware on smartphones, that's a big thing because today the, most of the smartphones are not equipped with antivirus tools. In other words, pretty much they don't have any protection tools in terms of security. And as a security professional, there's no tool for you to just run on it. So you have to know if there's an attack on these tools. You have to figure it out. So the bottom line is adaption and problem solving, and you have to be out there reading and looking at what the adversaries are doing for you to be more qualified to actually go head-on-head head with them or stay ahead of those adversaries. Srinivas, so we've got time for one more question. If you could boil it all down, what advice would you give to someone who's either starting or restarting a career today in information security? I have my tagline, think different, fast, adapt, have situation awareness. 
and situation awareness is the most important thing. Again, for security professionals today or going beyond, they need to first identify the data. Once the data is identified, they need to identify what features of the data are important. Once that's done, you need to identify the patterns. Once you know the patterns, understand what these patterns means and try to design generalized solutions so that this particular attack will never be repeated or at least you're on the forefront to prevent similar attacks. So simple concept, identify the source or data, extract what is important from the data, try to identify the patterns, generalize it, and then design solutions to prevent it. So that's my tagline for the feature generations because that's when you can do the work of 10 security professionals by being one. And that's where you add a value to the organization. Srinivas, very good. I always appreciate your time and your insight. It's a pleasure to talk with you. Thanks, Tom. We've been talking with Srinivas Mukamala with New Mexico Tech. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.